Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. Welcome to the show. We're going to have no shortage of rain this spring. There'll be no drought once again. You notice how the air, as it clears, you clear at the same time. It's almost as if clean air and rain bring about a physical transition, which is very tied into a spiritual transition. We're having a great experience of this now with this weather pattern. And that's important to understand because I'm going to make a claim today, and I don't think you'll debate the claim, but you should at least be reminded of it. And that is, is that spiritual experience without bodily experience becomes a limited experience. Now, let me say that again. Spiritual experience without bodily experience becomes a limited experience. This is ever more important. There's a great uh, channel called the Magellan, Magellan TV. It's a documentary channel. You pay a monthly subscription. You know the deal. It's called Magellan, the Explorer. Magellan. And I was listening the other day to the history and story of Jericho, you know, tear down the walls of Jericho. Well, off carbon dating, modern archaeological technique we know <laughs> think about this we know that Jericho was operational as a city of civilized people meaning those that had mastered agriculture etc 11,000 years ago that's 10,000 BC 10,000 B.C., 9,000 B.C., in that zone, there was a city we call Jericho today. And I thought to myself, in the context of health, but also in the context of spiritual experience, the advantages of living in a relatively civilized city, free of, free of war, free of the, the downsides of the human experience that long ago when the, and this is my point, when the ecosystem was that fertile. I want to remind you that 15,000 B.C., 12,000 B.C., those zones of time, the Sahara was green. Some of you may not know that. I hope you do. What we call the Sahara Desert. Arguably, but I think barely arguably at this point, the Sphinx was built when the Sahara was still green. 
which makes it a lot older than 2500 BC. But I don't want to get into that one. What I do want to get into is we know from carbon dating, which your conservative archaeology respects, Jericho was functional, operational, was a civilized modern city, so to speak, that long ago. What was the ecosystem like in terms of fertility? And the point that I want to make to you today is that I would speculate, I ask you to think about or consider, in fact, I urge you to consider that because the ecosystem must have been so plush, think about it back then, not a chemical. No such thing as organic. No smokestacks. No cities paved with concrete. No plastic. None of these things we suffer from today. What was that ecosystem like? And therefore, what was spiritual experience like? What would an ecosystem like that create in the temple of the body, the physiological systems, when it was that clean, that pristine, that diverse, and that fertile? And therefore, what was spiritual experience like? kind of easy to understand how Saul could become Paul. Kind of easy to understand the burning bush. Kind of easy to understand how angels walked the earth. Kind of easy to understand that in that type of Eden, spiritual experience existed at another level. And now you get my point. You get my point, right? You get my point. What is spiritual experience today in this cesspool? I don't want to get into that negative thing, but we live in a cesspool. Our cities are cesspools. We've turned the Garden of Eden into a cesspool. And saving the whales and any of this other hysteria isn't really going to change that. So what is our spiritual experience like on the basis of the fact that we don't have an ecosystem anymore? You live in a box, in a room, in an apartment, in an electromagnetic, an electromagnetic dome your children, your grandchildren have their hands and their bodies wrapped around computers 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Our intimacy, our intimacy is transacted over Zoom. We walk around with masks, still, still no end in sight. We fail to have the collective consciousness to band together by the hundreds and thousands and millions and walk to our legislatures and tell our politicians 
we're not going to wear our masks anymore. We fail to do all these things, and yet we want to have, we claim to have, authentic spiritual experience. I don't think so. Do you? Do you? So we have to understand how to comprehend how to cope. So I want to make a connection between the fertility of the earth, which we lack, between the human organism, which you are in possession of, and God in heaven. I want to make a connection between those three. And I want to suggest to you that over the millennium, in the last 10, 15,000 years, God hasn't changed. Our genetics fundamentally hasn't changed. What's changed is the ecosystem. So important to my point, because without it, what you think you're doing in Bible study, you're hallucinating. You're not. Now, there's a harsh statement, right? Not assaulting Bible study at all. I'm saying that your good intention is seriously marred by the fact that the very body that's communing with the word is doing it in an ecosystem that has failed the human organism. That is something to consider. Because if you can understand this tripartite equation, the earth, the human organism, and God. If you can respect the interconnectedness between the three of them, and you can accept the fact, as I think it would be highness not to, that our earth is disappearing in the sense of industry, technology, and the purity of it. The earth will not disappear. It will burp us off into oblivion, and that's likely. But in the context of this conversation, our connection to the earth is disappearing. If you can accept that, then you can ask yourself what to do about it. And I think what to do about it is a very appropriate question. Because you are living through startlingly aghast for you, for me, for all of us. We're living through something. Two years ago, none of us thought we could be living through this. Not at least if you were born in America. People in other countries had an advantage. They'd already seen horror. Collectively, as a society, America's been we're all glad to say spared of this, at least in the last 60 years for the most part, for the most part. Who would have thought this could happen? Yeah, this COVID thing. Not so much the virus, but the powers that be, our government et al., our medical system, and how 
it responded to it, what it's done. You know, there's a guy, look his name up. His name is Michael Levitt. I'll just diverge for a second. His name is Michael Levitt. He won the Nobel Prize for Chemistry in 2013. He is a brilliant man. He lectures up at Stanford. Look the name up, please, if you do one thing. Michael Levitt. 2013 Nobel Prize. He's a good guy. He's a computational biologist. Computational biologist. You know what that means? If you throw numbers at this guy, he's going to throw them back at you. And if you throw garbage numbers, like the CDC, like these idiots that have done computational work in epidemiology, forecasting the reality of this virus. If you throw garbage at a guy like that, he's going to figure it out. He's going to take the full breadth and depth of his IQ and send you a report explaining to you how you don't even know how to count, let alone interpret complicated data. Please look his name up. And he has a simple, simple thing to tell you. Look this up. And that is, is that there's something called excess death. So I'm going to make some numbers up. Excess death. It means in 2017, and I'm making these numbers up, they're not true at all. But you'll get the point. In 2017, if 10 million people died of a variety of diseases, compared to 2018, when once again, the same number of people died, meaning 10 million, if you compare 2017 to 2018, and in 2017 and 2018, the same number of people died from the totality of disease. We say there is no, no, and oh, we say there is then no excess death. This is a pretty simple concept. If in 2017, 10 million people die, and in 2018, 10 million people die, of the summation of, you know, cancer and heart disease and suicide and all these things. We say then, the same number each year, there's no excess death. Now, in 2019, if 10,200,000 people, 10,200,000 people die, we say all of a sudden in 2019 compared to 2017 and 2018, there in 2019, there are now 200,000 excess deaths. Very important concept to understand. This is the concept of excess death. Now, now, in 2020, Michael Levitt looked for excess death in 2020. 
COVID year. Remember, a year ago, almost exactly, this week, one year ago, America went into, if not the world, but America went into a nationalized lockdown. And if you were in California, we were told, shut your businesses. We were in the beginning of a frenzy. All focused on, all focused on Italy. Dr. Fauci was still telling us, don't wear your mask. Check that out. Dr. Fauci on 60 Minutes was still telling people, don't wear your mask. Yes, he's to be forgiven because you see, in the last year, studies have shown that it's important to wear your mask because we didn't understand coronavirus last year. And it took us a little while to figure out that masks, unlike all the other viruses, including the flu, which we didn't force mask use, but coronavirus was different and Dr. Fauci just didn't know. Yeah, I got a bridge for you if you believe that one. It was a year ago we discovered and began this lockdown. And the point is that at that point, we didn't, at that point, we didn't understand how to deal with it because it was new. And yet every epidemiological study that guys like Levitt did Sinatra Gupta, Witkowski, Ioannidis, Jay Bacharia, and a whole horde of other highly credentialed epidemiologists were all telling us that there's something quirky about Faucian and about the other way we approach this. Levitt was one of those people from the beginning because Levitt was in China at the time. And Levitt was on to this immediately. And Levitt took all his computational abilities as a computational biologist, as a Nobel laureate, and Levitt has published consistently, along with another study that came out of John Hopkins that basically said... There has been no excess death. I want you to consider that. That there has been no excess death in 2020. How can that be when we lost an extra half a million Americans? I want you to consider that. How can that be when we've lost for 2020 an extra half a million that National Geographic and the CDC and everybody else are so happy to blurb all over the world America the leading killer in the coronavirus and yet we have no excess death now I diverged yes I did and what was my point my point to you is that how can people not see the scam how? And I will give you, I will give you the answer. 
there's no ecosystem anymore. You can't tell what the truth is because the current that runs through your body is weak because your Bible study is weak because what the ancients depended upon to know God isn't there anymore. God is there. The human organism is there, but the soil is gone. So what you sink your feet into doesn't provide the connection, that tripartite between the earth, the human organism, and heaven above. It has been corrupted. So we've lost our current. We don't flow. The electromagnetics of the human body has nothing to draw upon until you look up above. To accomplish that, it doesn't work. It works poorly. Spiritual experience without bodily experience, bodily experience that demands the ecosystem of the earth, if that is not there, it's limited experience. And the proof of it, we've been scammed. We have been scammed, the entire human race. Now, some of us can see. But we should take a hint. We have to do something about this. Yeah, yeah, we're all going to get vaccines. And by the summer, even Uncle Joe says, we'll be out of this. We'll be returning to normal. But this will come back. It'll come back in another form. You can only scam people so long. We just change the script. Same theme. I could do a show on how we just keep changing the script to scam people that don't know truth. Now, we've hit a critical mass point. This is why I say to you, if you can't change the ecosystem, because we're not, we're not. And God is a constant. There's only one thing to do, and that is to develop an internal practice, an internal practice where you prime the physiological systems to create a stronger connection between a weakened earth and the sky above. You in the middle have to reorganize you, your nervous system, your neurological system, your autonomic nervous system, your ability to create the hormones of bliss, the endorphins, the enkephalins, the dopamines, the serotonins. By understanding all the nuances of health, because you're going to need it more than ever, or you're going to lose your way. And what I'm saying has never been more relevant. Never been more relevant. Back in the days of Jericho, the human organism had a current, a current, a powerful current running through itself that connected the earth 
to the organism, to the sky. It was powerful. Humans, for spiritual experience, drew. Drew their current from the earth below. Now, the exciting thing, the miraculous thing about the human organism is it's a, a transducer. It can take a current and magnify it. We have our own internal coils. To take a little bit, make a lot. You need a lot. The more you generate, the more you know God. The more you benefit from all the indices of that, all the tributaries. Great prosperity in knowing God. But your body has to be able to draw the current and handle the current. If it can't draw the current because there's less current, what current you get, you've got to be able to multiply within yourself. That is the definition of a health practice. Disease? That's a weakened current. Cancer? It's a weakened current. Chronic pain? It's a weakened current. You can have faith in your head, but not your body. You can pray and pray and pray and pray. If the body doesn't support the process, it's tough. It's a tough, tough thing to succeed at. So really the purpose of health of a health practice, of a non-symptom-based practice, non-symptom-based practice. It is rather idiotic that we have taught you to think of health as a list of symptoms that you want to work on, get rid of, and that's what we call health. We've reduced the term health and radiance to the absence of disease. Health is not the absence of disease. Health is springing out of bed at 80 years old and feeling like you're 20 years old. That's health. And that's the potential. And that's the way you should look at it. Regardless of whether you have a tumor in your brain, you're dying of a disease, or you just have hot flashes. Health is not the absence of disease. Health is enjoying radiance, power. Health is training the body to conduct an electrical flow to the heavens. You want help doing that? 714-850-1007. 714-850-1007. Whatever your health concern is, I suggest you think about it in a new way and call that number. Create the current. This isn't poetry. This is science. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. We'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.